Yo, what is good, everybody, and welcome to What's the Line? Uh, this is our fifth episode, um, and today we're going to be covering pretty much the MLB All-Star Weekend. We'll go over a little bit of the Home Run Derby and the All-Star Game last night. Um, we also got Bucks suns Game 4 tonight, uh, which is a pretty big game and sort of will determine the fate of this series, in my opinion. Um, so we're going over that. Uh, we also got the British Open preview. Um, one of four golf majors starts tomorrow. Um, at Royal St. George's, uh, so we'll go over that. Um, and lastly, we sort of have a special announcement. Uh, we might have locked down a guest, which would be insane to get, uh, but we'll so, go over that a little bit later in the episode. Um, so let's get into it. Alrighty, we are live. Chuck, what is good, brother? How we doing? Pretty good. How about yourself? Didn't do too well in the MLB All-Star game, but yeah, you, know, you win some, you lose some. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I'm doing good, man. Um, both of my two bets for the MLB, the Trey Mancini plus 150 first round hit and the over 513 feet also hit. Um, so I'll freaking take it, man. Yeah, no, props to you. That was two good bets for sure. Yeah, no, Otani, just to sort of go over the first home run derby, I guess we'll just start there. Um, couldn't get out of the first round. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, he started off the, the match or the competition or whatever pretty slow. He looked pretty nervous. I'm not sure what it was. Probably, you know, the hundred Japanese reporters trying to talk to him after every swing almost. But he looked a little nervous. He finally got it going towards the end. I'm honestly surprised he even tied it in the first round. Obviously, Soto hit three in a row in the clutch time. Yeah. And then Otani just hits one right into the ground. So it is what it is. Um, maybe it was too much pressure. I don't know. But the square pick definitely did not pay out here. Yeah. No, I mean, you got to give props to Soto. They went into a double OT pretty much of the first round. And Soto hits has three swings, hits three dingers. Like, right. it's impossible to beat, obviously. The only thing you can do is tie there. So props to Soto. Um, but still, dude, Otani, Otani stole the weekend. I mean, he was in the home run derby, started the all-star game last night, um, got the win because the AL did win 5-2. Um, so he got the win as the starting pitcher and was the leadoff batter of the game. Right, yeah, I was about to say that. Leadoff guy, too. So all around, really impressive. Um, Vlad Jr. Um, with the freaking 470-foot dinger wins the MVP of the all-star game. Um, and like I said earlier, the AL wins 5-2. Um, I just watched the highlights. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, was, baseball is not my sport, so yeah. yeah. I watched the highlights, too. Yeah, we watched the highlights. Um, I watched the beginning of the game because I just wanted to see Otani pitch a little bit. Um, he looked good, like I said. Um, and pretty much big takeaways is probably, I think Otani is still probably leader for MVP for the rest of the season, you know? Yeah, for sure. If he continues to be a good pitcher, and he's probably going to be right around 50 home runs. I mean, how do you not give it to him? Yeah, I um, will say the one sort of down part of it is the Angels. They're bad. Yeah, they're not really going to make the playoffs unless they really turn it around after this All-Star break. So, does But it has been tough because Mike Trout's been out for the majority of the year, um, who's generally their best player. I don't know about it anymore. 
So that's been tough for the Angels, but honestly, they're not a playoff team, even with Mike Trout the past, you know, five to ten years. Maybe Otani will switch that around. But yeah, it's definitely, you know, one thing that could you can argue against for him in terms of MVP. I don't know. I still like him for MVP, though. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I think the only one who's National League MVP. is Vladdy Jr. Honestly, I mean, he's leading the league in RBIs. He's right behind Otani in home runs. So it's pretty much up to them. Wait, I'm too. not, not going to lie. There's a, I don't even know. Is there a National League and an American League MVP? There are two MVPs, but there also is like one league MVP as well. Okay. But So he's probably going to win the NL MVP at least. Yeah, I would say Because isn't so. Vladdy in the American League? I'm pretty sure you have it opposite. I think the, dude, this just shows how little we know about baseball. I feel like National League is the one where you have to pitch. The pitcher has to hit, right? Yeah, that is correct. Um, whatever. I, I have no idea. Either way, whatever. We got the yellow winning the NL. That's, we'll, we'll learn about more about baseball as this goes on. Yeah, um, somehow, especially since the sports are sort of dying down, we're going to like have to cover baseball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, yeah. Um, I guess we can cover the Olympics too, but sort of second half of the season, we'll definitely get more into baseball, start uh, watching it more. Um, just to sort of increase our knowledge on the season so we don't sound like idiots like we just did right there. <laughs> um, yeah. Either way, that was the All-Star Weekend. Very exciting. Home Run Derby was great. Uh, final thoughts for me. Trey Mancini almost won the fucking thing. Plus 1700 to win it all. I did sprinkle a little $20 bet there, so that would have been insane if you won. Um, but props to Alonzo. Hit 35 dingers the first round. Um, so he deserved it, man. Uh, he put up an absolute show. Um, so props oh. to him, back-to-back champ. Um, yep. Either way, let's go on to NBA tonight, man. Uh, it looks like the line is currently four and a half, minus four and a half for the Bucks. Um, so people are thinking that the Bucks tie up the series tonight. Um, I'm curious what you think about that, Chuck. Um, I would agree. However, I think this spread is tricky because I think the Bucks are going to win, but I think they're going to win by a number right around four, five, six points. Maybe three even. That's why I'm hesitant to take spread. So I'm going to go minus 190 bucks money line. It's not as great a value, but I'm pretty confident they'll tie the series up. So that's that's my prediction. Yeah, I think the Bucks just play so much better at home too. Their, their role players are so much more comfortable, um, it seems like, in their home arena. Uh, they're actually hitting shots in game three. I think right. Holiday and Middleton were 50% from the field, which is insane. If they can do that every game, they'll definitely win the whole fucking thing. Um, but I think I'm in agreement with you. I, I'm more confident in the Bucks. I think. I think four and a half is solid. Uh, I think it's just like game three. I think they win by 10, 15. Um, and then I think it goes back to Phoenix, tied 2-2. Yeah. I'm just worried because I think the Suns are going to play better. Um, I believe last series they were in the same spot, and then they went up 3-1 in game four in L.A. So they're definitely going to come out stronger. That's why I think it's going to be a little closer, and that's why I'm sticking to my line. Yeah, no, I think Booker and Paul will definitely play better. Um, I think they had a kind of a shitty game three. Um, but, dude, it really, like I said, like it comes down to the Bucks. Um, and, dude, the, the game three was tight. It was tight in the beginning. Like, it was back and forth, and then sort of at the end of the first half, the Bucks just went on a little bit of a run, um, got a 10-point lead at halftime, and didn't really let go of that lead the rest of the game. So, personally, I think... Giannis shows up again. Um, do you think he puts up 40 again? Because he's put 40 in the last two games. 
Um, does he go three in a row? Uh, no. I think he'll still have 30. Um, excuse me. I think he and Middleton will have around 30. I think he's not going to get to 40 because I think Middleton will hopefully score a little more than he even did last game. I yeah. think Middleton could be a big game for him. So that's why I said nah. Yeah, and currently the line is 33.5 for Giannis. Um, so that is his point total. Uh, it's minus 130 for the over. Um, dude, I think 33.5. I think 34 points is reachable. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think the better bet, honestly, is either taking the over of Middleton or Holiday. Uh, Middleton's over-under is 24 points. Holiday's over-under is 19 points. Um, so if you're on the Bucks. I would definitely look at those props. I think they could both do that well. Like I said, they were shooting incredible last game. Way better at home. Um, I I actually like uh, the Booker over. In yeah. points, uh, 28. Over or 28 and over, so I guess it's 27 and a half, is minus 115 for me. Um, I think he's going to have a great game, and that's kind of why it's going to be close. Uh, that's just my prediction, but we'll see what happens. True, and I'm going through these prop bets again. They are doing Brook Lopez dirty. His over/under total rebounds right now is it's just because four and a half. Yeah, it's just because sometimes he has these weird games where like he has zero everything pretty much. So I guess it like skews their their numbers for his props. I don't really get it though because again, last game you bet it, it was easy. So you know, I, listen, I I'm gonna ever. be absolutely hammering that again. Over four and a half rebounds, minus one sixty. Uh, I mean, not great. I wish it was minus 110, but over, he needs five rebounds, dude. Like I said, last bet, we are taking this again. I'm going to hammer this. Okay, wait. So we're saying a lot of bets here. So the I'm taking Bucks money line, Devin Booker over 27 and a half points, and then you're taking... I'm taking the Brooke Lopez rebounds prop bet again. I think he gets at least five rebounds. That's a joke in my eyes. I don't know. I, I don't understand that. Um... So I'm absolutely hammering that. Um, and I'm taking Bucks minus four and a half. I think they pull out game four. Um, they tie up the series. Um, and I think we're in for one hell of an NBA Finals to end it up. Yep. Okay. So we pretty much agree on the side, at least, for the game. Um, I think that's pretty much it for that game, right? Yeah. Well, I would like to add, just to you know, talk about how I think the series is going to go. I think Bucks are going to win tonight. I think Suns definitely win at home, game five. I think game six is going to be another close game in Milwaukee. I hope the Bucks win. We'll see. So I think either Suns win in game six, or then they bring it home in game seven in Phoenix. Yeah, I like so that a either lot. Either way, I think Suns win. For sure. I think if the Bucks win tonight, I think Suns game five is fucking locked. locked. Like massive lock. And I w- yeah, I agree. So I think we were both on the same page there. I feel like we've been doing great this NBA Finals. You've predicted every game correctly so far. You've got game two, right? Game game one, two, game three. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, I'm liking where I'm at. I mean, both these teams are just so good at home. It makes it a little easier. but um, Or at least that's the trend so far. So, again. Yeah. No, it's definitely a home court advantage. Um, Dude, I'm excited. It's really like this is Giannis's and Chris Paul's best chance to win a final. Um, we got KD coming back, Kawhi coming back, LeBron coming back next year. Um, I would be stunned if all of them were hurt again in the playoffs. So 
Yeah, and I especially think it's Giannis's best chance. Just it might be surprising that I'm saying that over Chris Paul, but I'm only saying that because I think Suns are only going to get better the next two or three years. Yeah, because Aiton's going to get better. Booker's already sick. Yeah, Booker. Will Chris get Paul will too. still be good for two or three more years. Um, and you never know; those young guys are going to get better. They might get another good superstar because you know that's a great place to want to play right now. I mean, they already have a good core. Dude. So again, I think Bucks though. Like Giannis is gonna have to go through that Brooklyn team for the coming years. Yeah. So. Dude, this is their be- both of their best chances. Let's be honest. I don't see Chris Paul winning yeah. another finals. No. I was just listening to the ESPN the other day, and they were talking about how is this the su- start of a Suns like dynasty? Absolutely not. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I didn't agree <laughs> either, but. They could easily be in this position, or at least in the conference finals, in my opinion, the coming years. Yeah. No, the Suns are, they've, especially if Aiden gets, takes that next step. Yeah, for sure. And they've blown the expectations out of the water that they started the seasons with, not even making the playoffs last year, to now being the favorites in the NBA finals. Um, So props to them. I think Chris Paul is getting older, just like LeBron, you know, so I only think he's got two, three more years left in him, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really depends on how nasty Booker gets. Like, yeah. Booker could be legit the next, like, Kobe. Um, that's how, like, good he's looked in such a young age. Um, but, yeah, so that's what we got for the night. NBA Finals Game 4, Bucks suns absolute banger of a game. We're both on the Bucks, um, But should be a good one. I'm very excited to watch that. Um, and should be an absolute banger of a game. Yeah, it should. So tune in for that at 9 tonight. Yeah, buddy. Um, uh, so on. let's get into it. We got British Open, one of golf's four majors at St. George's Royal. Um, that is starting tomorrow. Um, currently, the betting favorite to open it up is John Rahm. Um, John Rahm has been on an absolute tear recently. Yeah, that's no surprise, I feel like. Um, yeah, so props to him, man. He's a beast. Um <laughs> He is currently the betting favorite at plus 700. I do love betting on golf winners before the tournament starts because the odds that you get are incredible. Right. The, uh, the Literally, but it's, the favorite is plus 700. I know. But it's almost like... It's almost like picking a number out of a hat. You could argue. I mean, unless you're taking these guys that are... It's just so hard to pick a winner. Yeah. Like, it is so hard. It if is you really. you do, you're going to get paid out a lot. Yeah. No, it is really fucking hard to pick a winner. Um, so, I'm going to, I'm just going to start out with that. I mean, obviously, these pit winner picks are long shots, but yeah. incredible payout um, if you hit them. Personally, uh, I like two guys this week. Um, I love Brooks Kepka. Love yeah, Brooks Kepka plus 1600. Yeah. I think he's got a great opportunity to win this. I think he's salty. He wasn't on the match with Phil and whatever, fucking Rodgers and Bryson and uh, Brady. I think he's salty. He wasn't there. I think he comes out firing. Um, And I think Brooks has a great chance of winning this whole thing. Um, One other one I want to throw in there as as well. Um, I think Tommy Fleetwood is due for a big win. Um, He's just consistently good. Mm Mm-hmm. He's he's plus four thousand two hundred, so an absolute long shot. I mean, you could put ten bucks on it and win four twenty if he wins. Um, but I don't know. Something is just giving me Tommy Fleetwood vibes. Um, he 
it's at the British Open, you know what I mean? He's yeah. he is from Britain. Um so he's got that home course advantage. Yeah, I mean he yeah, I agree. But yeah, so those are my two picks um, for the winning it all. Um, I'm, we're going to get into more matchup bets in a second here because I think that's where you can really make good money uh, on these matchups. Uh, but before we do that, Chuck, I'd love to hear what you think about your potential winners, um, and maybe you can transition into the matchups as well. Yeah, so I am not too confident in anyone to outright win it. I do like two guys to finish in the top 20. Uh, both have great value for that. Um, so let me pull that up. So yeah, so to finish top 20, we have Jordan Spieth plus 180. I'm sure it's better on another book. It's mine's trash. Um, and then Rory McIlroy also plus 180. It's actually way worse on mine. It's 22 or better. It's minus 120 for me. Holy crap. So yeah. I have top 20 finish, Rory McIlroy, Jordan Spieth plus 180. Absolutely love it. Why are you feeling speed this week? Um, because I just believe he's been playing a lot better the past year or year and a half. You know, he had that obviously crazy run when he was really young. Took a couple years, couple years slump. He's back in the mix consistently. He's also won a British Open. It wasn't at this course, but he definitely knows how to play the links or whatever you call them. Yeah, no, they're links course. So I like him because he has experience doing well at the British Open, and he's starting to play a lot better. And you think Rory's going to show up too, right? Yes. I do. <laughs> well, this might be a little biased pick. Rory's one of my favorite players. He is one of the best players in the world when he's playing well, if not the best. It's just his problem is he usually consistently has one really poor round in these tournaments that just screw him over. And then he'll shoot like eight under the last day and get like to top yeah. 15. So that happens way too much. If he can just avoid that one blow up day and just minimize that damage, he's going to be right up there. Yeah. That's why I like top 20 finish for him and Jordan Spieth as well. Yeah, for sure. And I have a couple prop bets that I've been looking at as well. Um, I have two here. Shane Lowry, 46th or better, is minus 115. Okay. I think Shane Lowry does great on Lynx course. Obviously, he's won um, the British Open before. Yeah. Um, 46? Give me a break, dude. Shane Lowry will be in the top 46. I love that. Minus 115. Um, and also, since I'm picking or throwing in a little money on Tommy Fleetwood to win, they think his line is 49th or better. Um, so I'm taking that as well. I think Tommy finishes in the top 50 easily. Uh, that is minus 125. Um, so those are the two sort of prop bets that are sticking out to me right now. I uh, actually messed up. I apologize. It was top 20 finish after the first round. Oh, okay. okay. So I don't like it as much <laughs> given that, but I'm going to stick with it because I believe in order for them to do well, they're going to have to start well. So I'll stick with it. It's actually first round being in the top 20 after a little less confident but i still think they're gonna have both good starts honestly for rory that might even be a better bet because usually his first day is pretty good and then the second or third round he'll choke so i'll stick with that but just to clarify the odds were better because it's only first round okay true true um there's also one more i want to throw in as well um they have the tournament matchups um i know rom is the betting favorite i think kepka is going to do better than rom this tournament 
Um, currently, that's Rom, bold. Yeah, I think Kepka. Rom is minus two and a half strokes better. That's his line right now. Yeah. So Brooks is plus two and a half against Rom. Maybe take that. Instead. Um, I do like I do like the plus two and a half. Brooks Kepka beating Rom. Um, but dude, he could he could be two strokes lower than Rom, and the bet would still hit. Um, so I like that too. I think Kepka plays a little better than Rom. Um, another one that's interesting. I'm curious your take on. It looks like we have Justin Thomas versus Jordan Spieth. Thomas is a slight favorite, minus one and a half. Um, do you I think, think Spieth does better this tournament? Yeah. Than Thomas? Yeah. Yeah. That's Just, also kind of bold, but I mean they're both honestly pretty close in odds. So I mean. Yeah, Justin's been kind of like not very good recently, you know. Uh, yeah, but I think then you can also go out there and win. So that's true. Uh, but it's really just depends on how he's playing, obviously. Yep. Um, and also, I do love Tony Finau as well. Um, he's going against. There's a matchup on my book. I'm not sure if it's universal, but it's Tony Finau versus Scotty Scheffler. Finau is a minus one half favorite. Love that. Do not disrespect Scheffler, my guy. He is nasty. I'm really? just saying. <laughs> I don't know shit about Scotty. I Scotty's had, this last two years, he's been like one of the most consistent like top 20 finishers. Okay. Um, he just never really wins. That's probably why you've never heard of him. But yeah. he's always in the mix, at least recently. All right. Well, I'm rescinding that bet then. I didn't know shit about Scotty. No, I'm telling you, I don't like that. Okay, okay. Scheffler's, I'm rescinding, rescinding the bet. Scheffler's like a darker <laughs> horse. He can honestly like be top five in this I mean, that's probably not. I mean, we'll see, but he could. He's that good. Yeah. Uh, Well, let's just do a quick recap of what we got before we move on to the final segment here. Um, My two winners I'm picking, Kepka and Fleetwood. Um, Those two guys, I think, could pull it out this year. Um, I'm also going with Kepka to beat Rom, or I guess he's plus two and a half, um, to score better than Rom. Um, And lastly, those two prop bets that I had as well, Shane Lowry in the top 45. Fleetwood in the top 50. Both of those are minus 115. Um, I love both of those as well. Yeah, so I'm going to go with four bets. It's honestly two bets on the same player. Rory and Spieth to finish uh, top 20 after the first round, both plus 180. Also them to finish top 20 at the end of the tournament. That's minus 120 for both. Yeah. So I think they both do well. So if they both do well, they're, they're both hit. So. Yeah, and listen, dude, we've been on fire on this show. It has been continuing. Like I said, I hit both of my all-star picks. Charlie went one for one. Lost Otani, hit the longest homer um, prop. So we've been on fire. Listen, we've been killing it. I think we know more about golf than a lot of other people and a lot of other sports, too, way more than MLB, um, because we do consistently watch golf. Um, So we're pretty knowledgeable there. So I'm I'm feeling good about these bets. and I'm pumped. This is going to be a sick tournament. I think this is the last major of the year. There could be one more. Don't. I'm not entirely sure, but I think this is the last major of the year, um, the British Open. I would just like to add, um, you said the, the tournament's at Royal St. George's, right? Yes. So the last time it was there was 2011. Winning score was 5-under by Darren Clark, who's now retired. Before that, <coughs> it was at 2003. Ben Curtis, one who's also retired, he was one under. What I'm getting at is the winning score here seems to be relatively low compared to other courses. So I think it's going to be a tough course. I'm excited to see it. Um, Yeah. yeah. No, I just wanted to add that. No, it is going to be a tough course. It's a Lynx course. 
Um, for those people who don't know, golf, uh, it is flat right on the ocean. So ton of wind that'll always be changing. The course will be playing different every day, which is my favorite part about the open because it's hard. It's windy as fuck. It's dry as fuck. The greens roll really quickly. You're going to, you're going to see some type of golf shots. You don't see at any other majors. Yeah. I remember tiger won a British open one year and he never hit his driver. Yeah, that was insane. Um, Just a lot of like punches, a punch low, two low driving stingers, you know? Because these balls roll out forever on these courses. Yeah, they roll out forever. Um, ton of wind, so you want to really keep it in the fairway the, if you can. You because play the slopes a lot. Yeah, play the slopes. And Lynx courses um, have massive long grass, too. There's not a lot of water hazards in play none honestly so it's long grass bunkers and just dry courses a ton and there's of like not much out of bounds either you're honestly just gonna, like probably not playing your ball yeah which ends up being the same <coughs> no dude it's a cool course it's literally just like right on the ocean and it's just like slight mounds the right like there's just hills fucking like little hills everywhere and the course is just like built in between those hills so oh and the greens are obviously going to be yeah crazy the greens fast. will be insane um but i mean they always operate always are at major championships for sure, for sure um so either way we're pumped man um i'm, I'm excited course. for this uh you uh excuse me the open championship um this course is insane i'm looking at photos of it yeah oh, no the course God. is so fucking cool so that will be really fun to watch um, but yeah, so that's what we're sort of going over this episode. Um, one last thing I want to say too, um, we might have a crazy guest. On crazy, this. crazy, crazy, a crazy guest. He's underselling it a little bit. It's fucking unbelievable. I'll let him tell you though. Yeah. So just quick story of how it happened. Um, my, one of my best friends, he went on cameo, um, and got, um, this guy who Remind I want people what that is because cameo is pretty much a place where you celebrities do videos for people for their birthdays um, They do shout outs, whatever you pay them a certain amount of money and they'll create a video for you that are customized to you Yeah, um, also on cameo you can send messages like a DM on Instagram for like five bucks or ten bucks or something so I DM'd this guy and I'm just gonna say it Scott Hansen Boom. The man, the myth, the legend, Scott Hansen, the guy who does NFL Red Zone. Um, he's such a beast. But either way, I will just explain what happened. I DM'd him on Cameo. cost me about five bucks. And I was like, hey, man, absolute long shot here. Would love to have you on the podcast. Uh, we just started one. Um, I know it's a long shot, but... You know, you, you miss 100 cents of the shots. Yeah, that's you don't exactly think. what he said. He's like, dude, there's no way he responds, but... As uh, someone said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Exactly. And he messaged us back. Yeah. So, dude, he responded and he said, listen, how about this? You pay for a Cameo video um, and pretty much in the promo, just say that you'll be like what you want me to say about the show um, and that I'll be coming on. And he's like, if you pay for one, I will come on the podcast for 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. And he just offered to do that. Yeah. like. crazy. Pretty much what I like the cameo video is only supposed to be like a 30 second video that he makes, but Scott Hannison's is just such a beast, such a bro that he agreed to come on the podcast. Um, so that is in the works, man. That is so exciting. He will probably be our first guest. Um, I'm 
with him, we're probably just going to go over NFL football, talk about red zone, maybe if red zone's going to start including some gambling lines, they do live lines, you know what I mean? Sort of gambling and sports is trending that way. Yeah. We're also just going to ask him about his past. Um, he went to Syracuse. I know he lived in Maryland for four or five years. Um, so we'll ask him some Maryland questions probably. Um, and honestly, too, like if you guys have any questions that you want us to ask Scott, um, feel free to just DM us on Instagram. You can send it to the email, what's the line 10 at gmail.com. Um, and we'll look at all of those and we'll take into consideration those questions. And yeah, and I would like to add, we definitely want to have, a, as you said, lighthearted interview and want to make the guy laugh. So if you have any funny questions as well, those would be awesome if you could send them in. Yeah, but I cannot believe he responded, dude, to Scott Hansen. I watch this man every Sunday during NFL season. Um, I cannot believe that he is willing to talk to us. Right, so it's unbelievable, first of all. I still can't believe it. It's surreal, dude. And I don't want to get like too pumped because, you know, it hasn't happened yeah. yet. We haven't gotten the video. I paid for the video, but it takes two to seven days for him to respond. Um generally and then he said i mean i can show you i'll probably post the dm on instagram or something to show you exactly what he said but he said he'd be down um 15 minutes 15 20 minutes before the season he'd be down to come on and yeah, just say what's so up we'll definitely have a voice recording or audio recording of that but I, hopefully by that point we can have like the three facetimes of me and jet as well as scott yeah um because that'd be cool to see his face as well no for sure uh we definitely want to like upload that to youtube get some tiktok clips out of that as well yeah sort of just hype it up um throw it on the instagram obviously uh but dude i'm so pumped for that that is unreal scott hansen could be a guest so um dropped a bomb on you drop the bomb on us scott hansen nfl red zone host could be going uh but that is the fifth episode of what's the line man um Pump for this golf this weekend. Our next episode will probably be Friday, I would say. Yeah. Um, we could do one tomorrow, um, but we'll probably do one Friday, go over game four, and then game five uh, right. sort of prep, um, and sort of go over the first two rounds of the British Open as well. And MLB starts back up tomorrow, I believe. True. Um, so we'll so we're that. just going to let sports sort of get going again. Um, we'll probably take another day off um, on Thursday uh, and get you guys another episode on Friday. Uh, and like I always like to end the episode, man, if you have made it this far, we love you. Yeah. We love you. <laughs> You're still listening? Hell yeah, baby. Yeah. So we appreciate all the support. Um, definitely a couple of close friends are uh, really being really supportive. But anybody out there listening, we appreciate you, man. And that's it. Let's wrap it up, baby. All right. Let's do it. Peace. Peace.